This is the 200 Churches Podcast, Episode 53. Too much activity leads to too little time for sitting alone with God. And um, I think we can draw just enough spiritual nutrients from the things that we do to keep us alive, but not enough for the depth of intimacy uh, with Jesus that I think is necessary to be the leaders and the pastors uh, that our people so desperately need us to be. Thank you for listening to the 200 Churches Podcast, where we're focused on pastors of small churches, 200 churches. Every Wednesday, we release an episode that will lift your spirits, lighten your load, and let you laugh. Today, the guys are joined by Dave Jacobs from smallchurchpastor.com. Dave's specialty is coaching pastors of, you guessed it, small churches. And now here are two guys who lead and pastor in a 200 church, the Wallace and Gromit of ministry podcasts, Jeff and Johnny. Thank you for listening to the 200 Churches podcast. I am Johnny Craig, and as always, I am joined here in the studio with by Jeff Cady. I, I screwed up my prepositions there for a second. I wasn't paying attention. With by Jeff Cady. For. For Jeff Cady. Yeah, you're yes. here for me. Well, we are excited to, to be... You don't sound excited. I'm sorry. We are excited... That's better. ...to be talking today. I, Jeff, I got Jeff up early to do this podcast. Help me, Johnny. I said, Jeff, get up. <laughs> We're recording. And he said, my voice is a little weird in the morning. Well, <clears throat> the reason I got up was because this week... This week marks one year. It marks one year since we made our first episode. This is our anniversary slash birthday special. They say by the seventh episode, most podcasts have quit because they haven't been invited on Oprah yet. What's up, suckers? Yeah. We made it. Yeah. So 52 weeks in a row. Looks like we made it. Yeah. Well, looks like something over there across the <laughs> desk. <laughs> so anyway, Johnny, thank you for helping me. Thank you for helping me. I was waiting for that. Because <laughs> it takes two to tango with the podcast. It thing. does, yeah. And, and, you know, one person could probably do it easier because they've only got to, true. you know, organize one person's schedule. But you and I have done this together now for 52 weeks in a row. We made it work. And uh, it has helped us. We've grown from it. I mean, we've learned a ton. Yes. We have learned a ton. We are growing right along with you, the listener. This. Absolutely. So, <clears throat> do we get a prize? <laughs> <laughs> you can send your gifts, care of yeah. Jeff and Johnny. There no. we go. Uh, today we are talking about something that I suppose it's, we should have talked about this on the first episode we ever did. Yes. But we're talking about for the first episode of our new calendar year, well yes. not calendar year, but you know, podcast year. And we've talked about it one other time. That's with, true. With Dave Jacobs. With Dave Jacobs. So, we are talking about soul care. We are talking about the pastor's spiritual health and care of his own, his or her own soul. Because Dave is talking about this book that he's writing now. It's not out yet. It's going to come out sometime this year. This might be his first book. Oh, yeah. Something to the effect of a mile wide and an inch deep soul care for the busy pastor. Busy pastor. I think that's what he said it was. That sounds like it's going to be a book that every one of us Every pastor in America would need. This is going to be bigger than Eugene Peterson. Well, we're not talking about money now, Maybe Johnny. calm down. We're, I'm we're talking do- about book sales. No, yeah, book sales with the <laughs> money sign on the All right, all right, all right, all right free pirated <laughs> downloads. 
this will certainly have there, more free pirated downloads. Dave Jacobs, anyway, we're not going to lose any money on it. But <laughs> but Dave's writing this book, and uh, as you're going to hear in our conversation with him in just a few minutes, man, the soul care is so important for a pastor. And I was I was telling Johnny this morning as I'm trying to wake up, <clears throat> pastors, we have the target on our forehead. I mean, just just think about it. Why why wouldn't we if we're leading a group of disciples of Jesus Christ, a group of fo- of Christ followers, why wouldn't Satan organize his minions against us? So we could expect we could expect opposition. Yep. Setbacks, conflicts, difficulties, I mean, problems. Yeah, all sorts of pro- and it, it, look, if you're a pastor, Listening, you know that this is true. Where do you think these problems are coming from? But sometimes we don't we don't think it should be true. We, sure, we think that we should have this cool, hip, trendy, high tech. You know, we start thinking pastors. Pastors, we can often start thinking about the nuts and bolts. What does our ministry look like? What does our ministry sound like? Right? What you know? What is our branding scheme? The nuts and bolts of doing ministry, and then we we maybe don't realize that we are we are meeting opposition in the spiritual aspects, the most important aspects of our ministry. Aesthetics are great, like the nuts and bolts are great, but it should all drive toward people meeting Jesus. That's that spiritual side of things. And that's where we're meeting opposition. And if we are not caring for our own souls, if we don't have our walk with Jesus uh, going the right way, we're going to have a hard time pointing other people toward Christ. Well, I'm thinking about those lights on the platform. I want those lights that are different color and that move by themselves the according lights. to the wor- holy worship music that we do. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, that to me, that and when we can't get that right, man, I feel like I'm getting attacked. That's Oh, I see. I'm getting attacked, you know, by the devil. So, um, obviously, I'm being facetious. <laughs> but, you know, it says in the New Testament, G- or, uh, Paul says, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, right. but against spiritual forces and spiritual powers. So... You guys, I'm calling pastors, I'm calling you, you guys, or you girls. If if that's true, and our battle is spiritual, and our work is spiritual, wouldn't it also make sense that the, the care and feeding and health and vitality of our souls would be the number one priority in our lives? Yes. <laughs> we cultivated the pause there. Yes. We did. That's we did. so you could fill in the answer for yourself. The answer is yes. And what Dave Jacobs is going to talk about is creating space, finding that time to sit and be with God. And this is something that I struggle with. It's something that I'm sure a lot of pastors struggle with is that we're so busy. We have so much going on. I have two kids. I have all this ministry. I have college students, high school students. I got adults coming in my office telling me I'm doing things wrong. Well, I don't have time to sit down and be with God, but you have to. You have to do this if you expect your ministry to be successful. And you ask Dave, you ask him in this in this conversation that we have with him, why aren't pastors more spiritual? Yeah. And we're not going to give it away, but the answer to me was incredible. So uh, our first priority should be our souls, and one of the things that Johnny and I are working on since January 1 is just upping our prayer commitment. 
And so I was very proud of him the other day when we were sitting down with this past weekend and this coming weekend we'll be doing, uh, we'll be co-preaching at our church. We were sitting down to prepare and one of the days and he said, hey, let's pray. And I looked at him and I was mad at him because I didn't think of it first. <laughs> because, yeah, so you, you, know, you reminded me and we went in and we prayed and we've been doing a lot better since January 1 because yeah. the truth is... It isn't, it isn't a mental thing. It isn't an intellect thing. It's not even a relational thing. Ministry is a spiritual thing, and the care and feeding of our souls is so important. The reality is people look at us pastors, and they assume we pray for a living. We're holy. But, but we are not praying enough. We're not holy. <laughs> well, we're not. <laughs> well, you know, we're made righteous. Yes, sure. Logically, we're holy. <laughs> we don't want to tweak any buttons out there. But, but you know, you guys, we have to work on it. Yeah, just like everybody else. And that's the—I don't know if that's the dirty little secret of ministry, but it probably is a secret of ministry that most people in our churches don't realize that we struggle spiritually in our own spiritual maturity just as much as they do. Yeah. So let's send this to Dave Jacobs. He has so many great things to say. I love talking to Dave. He's a great guy. It's just a joy. So without further ado, we're excited to have Dave Jacobs on with us today. Dave Jacobs uh, operates smallchurchpastor.com. He does pastor's coaching there, and he, uh, he also has davejacobs.net where he blogs and has a lot of great content. Dave, we are excited to have you back. You've been on the podcast before, but you're turning into a regular guest now. Is, is that right? I feel like a celebrity. I, I've waited for this moment. <laughs> Thank you, guys. It's a recurring segment. we, we got to come up with a name for this, though. How about the, the therapist... Just the therapist, <laughs> the pastor's therapist. You have to be able to pronounce the word, and then you can call it that. Go ahead. That's it. I got an easier one, the pastor's couch. The pastor's couch. There you go. Pastor, lay down right here. Tell us all your, your, all your issues and problems. How does that make you feel? <laughs> yes. Tell me more. <laughs> well, Dave, welcome to the 200 Churches podcast. It is our pleasure and our benefit, as well as that of our listeners, to... Uh, share this time with you. Tell the folks what you've been doing and for the last you know six or seven or eight years and uh, how you like it. Well, actually, Small Church Pastors now entered into its eighth year. And so I've just come out of seven years of uh, coaching pastors and doing a little church uh, consulting. And that was after about 30 years of, uh, of pastoring. And uh, so my days are just spent on the phone uh, helping pastors think things through and process uh, and um, I, I just love what I do. I'm sitting up here in beautiful southern Oregon in the forest, and I'm the envy of most people I talk to. And the town is, did I see it was Gold Hill? Well, you know, technically, actually, it's Rogue River. How cool does that sound? <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> we're like a half, we're about a, a half block away from Rogue River, which is the premier salmon and trout fishing uh, river in uh, almost the whole entire Pacific Northwest. People fly in all over the place to fish in the river that's a stone's throw from me, and I don't even fish. I was about to ask, are you a big fisherman? No, not at all. Okay. You fish uh, for men, Dave. Oh, wow. Amen? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's getting deep in here now, guys. Dave, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're talking this month of January with you on the issue of soul care, uh, yeah. staying close to Jesus. 
Um, I asked you for a list of things that you know that pastors uh, struggle with on a regular basis or, or some of the top things. And this is one of the ones you listed, soul care, staying close yeah. to Jesus. So d- define that for us. What do you mean by that? Well, um, soul care, uh, by that I mean uh, the means by which we ensure that our relationship with Jesus is vibrant and growing uh, rather than stale and shrinking. And uh, it's an area that I really have a passion for. Um, I'm hoping this year, well, this year I'm I'm coming out with my first book that's uh, entitled Mile Wide, Inch Deep, Soul Care for Busy Pastors. And um, it, it could be probably the, the number one thing I'm passionate about and uh, something that uh, permeates all of my coaching, coaching relationships. So you, you would be in favor of the contemplative pastor? I would. You know, Sometimes the contemplatives have been called reflectives, but yep. now that just gets a little bit weird and confusing. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, Eugene Peterson's book, The Contemplative Pastor, uh, I think is a, a great title for really what should be um, the, the norm for all of us. The first question that comes to my mind when we start talking about soul care is, uh, is why are pastors not more spiritual? And that's not across the board. I know some are more than others. Uh, but I know personally I can get bogged down with the practical, pragmatic side of minister ministry and pastoring. And, uh, and the spiritual side can kind of wane if I'm not careful. What, why is it that pastors aren't more spiritual? Well, you know, I, I have a friend uh, who just did his, um, uh, got his Ph.D. in um, uh, Obstacles to Spiritual Formation in the Lives of Pastors. Mm-hmm. And uh, Steve Summerall is his name. He's a spiritual director and a pastor in a vineyard church in Southern uh, California. And uh, his whole study discovered that the number one reason why pastors are shallow spiritually is because they're just simply too busy. Uh, that's the number one reason is that people, pastors are too busy. I, I think that uh, the typical 50 and 60 hour work week that most pastors have, it just leads, leaves them tired and drained. And, um, you know, just too little, uh, too much activity leads to too little time for sitting alone with God. And um, I think this is, um, this is one, you know, reason. Um, now, the other reason, I, I think, is that uh, everything that we're doing, all of our activities, are good spiritual things, but uh, they can fool us. You know, we, we study the Bible for sermons that we preach. We do pastoral counseling. We visit people in the hospital. We pray for people. Uh, we plan and participate in outre- outreach events in our community. These are the things that we do, and they're all good and fine. But we've got to remember that doing spiritual things is different than being spiritual. And I, I think one of the problems, uh, Johnny, is that we can draw just enough spiritual nutrients from the things that we do to keep us alive, but not enough for the depth of intimacy uh, with Jesus that I think is necessary to be the leaders and the pastors uh, that our people so desperately need us to be. This happened last time you were with us, Dave. You you started to cut us to the quick with your with your twisting words. the knife. Now, last time you were on, you said something that that we thought all pastors would love and appreciate about the number of hours that a pastor works in a week. Uh, that relates to what you said about being too busy. You want to restate your position on this for for our listeners? Well, um, I just think that uh, pastors need to learn how to uh, be a good pastor in less time. Um, I, I just think that um, uh, we need to actually find out ways to cut back on our hours instead of expanding our hours. 
And uh, believe it or not, I try to help pastors work through a process of developing a 35-hour work week. Now, we all know that emergencies are going to come in there that are going to kind of screw that up uh, and bump it more into the 40, 45-hour-a-week range. Um, but I, I think that we have to have um, uh, a trimmed-down work week so that there is enough free time, enough margin for prayer and reflection for the development of relationships and conversations that are so important in the ministry. Now, Dave, you talked about too busy was the number one reason why yeah. uh, why pastors aren't more spiritual or they're not more spiritually healthy. Yeah. So here's what the typical pastor is going to say to that. Here's the first thing that's going to come to his mind. Now, I am assuming that I am the typical pastor, okay? Because here's the first thing that comes to my mind. Is it too busy... Or is it poor time management? Boy, I'm serving the Lord. I'm just not managing my time. If I would manage my time better, I could get all this done and be spiritual at the same time. Well, I, I think it's both. I mean, but, uh, you know, time is time. I mean, if, if you begin to get into the 45, 50, 55 hour a day work week, I don't care what you're doing. Eventually, that's going to backfire on you. It's going to catch up to you at some place, even if you're doing great things. And so I think it's a we have to approach this from a from a standpoint of time management. Um, just pastors need to cut all kinds of good things out of their schedule so they have time for the best things. And so it's it's not just too busy or uh, poor time management. It's it's the the both thing together. What do you think? Uh, how would you describe a perfect week? For a pastor in terms of spiritual soul care and I, and I guess as I say as I ask you that question I think um, this this should be possible you know it shouldn't be sometimes you say you know what would be your perfect week if you could do it well in this sense I'm believing that we probably can do it so given what we can do what what would be an ideal week from your perspective in order right. for a pastor to stay spiritually healthy well, and uh, it is real uh, possible, and I see it all the time. It's it's a big focus of uh, my coaching uh, uh, ministry. And, uh, well, I really believe, and sometimes this is popular, sometimes it's not, I believe that pastors just need to get up earlier in the morning and make sure that they have an adequate amount of time first thing before their day begins. Some pastors say, well, I'm not a, a morning person, so I'm going to meet with the Lord uh, in the evening. You know, that almost never works out. Or they say, uh, I'll, I'll make it, you know, in the middle of my day, I'll, I'll stop, you know, spend a half hour, 45 minutes in quiet with God. Uh, you know how that happens. You know, we hit the ground running. Things push us all over the place and interfere with our intentions. Uh, if we uh, aren't willing to really get up early, um, we're probably never going to make this um, a priority. So as far as a, an ideal week, I would say that an ideal week starts with the first thing in the morning. Uh, the pastor has an adequate amount of time to sit and be with God and just enjoy the presence of the Lord and let the Lord enjoy being with him. And uh, then from that point, uh, you know, the, the really, truly important things uh, make up the rest of, of his week. And that's that's part of the too busy thing, you know, where we have to figure out what really should I be focusing on and uh, what shouldn't I be focused on. So you've you've worked with a lot of pastors, right? So, I mean, scores of pastors. And are, do I hear you saying that 
Um, it seems as though you're speaking against the advice of some who would say, hey, if you're a night owl, then do it at night. If you've got a better chance, you'll do it in the afternoon. You're saying, no, the morning particularly is important and should be a priority. I'm saying if it works for you at night, fine, but usually it doesn't work. I mean, almost without exception, the pastor who says to me, I'm not a morning person, I'll say, so when are you going to do it? Well, I'm going to do it in the evening. This is what I always ask them. How's that working out for you? Mm-hmm. Almost always they say, well, um, you know, um, you're not as good as I would like. You know, Well, why is that? Because at the end of the day, you're tired. At the end of the day, you want to be with your wife. Uh, and, and so it comes back to uh, the only sure thing is first thing. Uh, it's not that like, you know, if you can do it in the middle of the day, that's great. If you can do it in the evening, that's great. It's just most guys, when they're really honest, they find that it doesn't uh, work. I have found that the, the greatest hindrance to spiritual formation in the life of pastors is a love of sleep and a fear of feeling tired. <laughs> a love of sleep. I like that. You know, I read uh, I read Dietrich Bonhoeffer's book, Life Together. I'm like a the- theologian dropper right there. Yeah, I read Bonhoeffer. Um, <laughs> and he talks about one of the... One of the important things is rising early, rising early to spend time. And he's talking about with other believers, but also, you know, specifically with God. And he says it so matter-of-factly, and, he, you know, he quotes the psalmist where the psalmist talks about early in the morning, right, I rise. Yes. Uh, you know, I think, I think you're on to something with this. And, you know, that part of me that wants to fight against everything is saying, oh, but what, the evening can work. But, you know, I think you're right. Dave, the more, what do you say? The only sure thing is the morning? The first, the first the thing. The only sure yeah. thing is the first thing. I like that a lot. Now, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be legalistic here because if the pastor can maintain a consistent and meaningful time of quiet with the Lord in the evening or in the middle of the day, I'm all for that. It's just that most pastors, like I said, most pastors, when they're honest, they, they say it doesn't always work for them, you know. So would you say that that is your... That would be your your greatest piece of advice or counsel that you give to pastors in order to be more spiritually healthy is to spend that time first thing in the morning to create and to carve out that time with God. Yeah, I, I would I would say that. And then I would say the second thing, which is related to that, is uh, we've got to limit our focus of what we're giving our time to the rest of the week. We, we've got to fight the temptation to be too busy. Dave, we could go on and on and on. So thank you for being on here today with us. And I'm wondering, you've got I know you've got resources at your website at smallchurchpastor.com. But do you have a resource for, for this for that would help a pastor to stay spiritually healthy? Well, surprisingly, if, if you go to smallchurchpastor.com and then go over uh, to my resources, one of the resources I have is just a, a workbook that's called um, Better Pastoring in Less Time. Uh, and this is kind of a self, uh, you, you go through it your own, and it just it, it helps you kind of trim things down. It helps you move towards that 35-hour work week. And how it relates to soul care is the reason why we're trying to do less is so that we can be more, so that we have time for the care of our souls, for the nurturing of relationships, for conversations with people. Um, and, you know, that's that's the, uh, the connection there. Now, the workbook works best, uh, you know, when I'm working with you on it, but it was designed uh, so that you could do it on your own. So that would be a resource that comes to my mind. That's great. Like I said, Dave, we could go on and on, but, hey, thanks for joining us today, and we look forward to having you on next month. Great to be here. Take care, you guys.
I tell you what, that is convicting for me uh, when he says the only sure thing is the first thing. And, I, and you know, I couldn't remember it there right at the end of our conversation, but man, that is so true. And it's something that I just, I want to stay in that warm, comfy bed for every last second possible. So that's, I think that's a really great word from him. He said, don't be legalistic about it, but be realistic about it and get out of bed and have your quiet time with God. Yes, and you know what, pastors, this is something we are always going to struggle with. The enemy will be against us in this, and all of his minions will be against us in this. In in this, not getting up early, but in this whole idea of of soul care and of soul health. So don't be discouraged that you're in the battle. Don't be discouraged and think you're strange or you're somebody weird or you're weak or, or, or those types of things. I mean, that's just what the enemy would want you to think anyway. But just know that this is to be expected. You're going to have oppositions and setbacks and conflicts. And again, if the spiritual battle is the battle of ministry, your soul care is so important. So Johnny and I were talking, and uh, I think that the soul is the reservoir right? It's the repository of, of all of our ministry energy. It comes from our soul. It's the, it's the reservoir for our pastoral care and even for the content of our ministry. And, and again, if that's true, then our soul and our spiritual health really needs to take priority. So the question is, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to, uh, are you going to recognize that? Are you going to recognize that your soul your spiritual life with God is the place where all of your ministry comes from, and it is your only weapon in this spiritual battle. So fortify it, uh, make it healthy, build it up, and spend your first and best time of your day and your week on that, and then depend on God to come through for you to fight your battles and to help you in your ministry. You know, Dave talked about we as pastors can sometimes take our spiritual health from the spiritual things that we do, and it gives us just enough to keep going, but it doesn't give us enough to be fully healthy. That's a great idea. And so our encouragement to you is start to cultivate your own spiritual health. Don't, Don't lean on being spiritually healthy for others. You have to be spiritually healthy for yourself. Uh, otherwise, you're just going to be in a bad place when these problems and when this conflict comes from the enemy. And your degree or your ordination certificate does not count at all toward you being <laughs> spiritual. Right, right. And that's that's the lie that other people believe about pastors, and that's the lie that we can start to believe about ourselves. The office makes us spiritual. It's just not true. It's just not true. So spend time with Jesus we are we have we have committed ourselves to more prayer in 2014. We would encourage you to do so as well. And you know what? Thank you so much for listening to the 200 Churches podcast for this year. Uh, it's been amazing, and I look forward to this next year of spiritual health and and fun times on the podcast with Jeff and with all of our guests. Absolutely, Johnny, and they are going to be fun times. (laughs) So until next week, thanks for listening to the 200 Churches Podcast. We hope you've been encouraged and challenged by this episode of the 200 Churches Podcast. We'll be back next Wednesday to provide you with more ministry encouragement as you pastor your 200 church. Until then, may God bless you as you lead and love your people.